0: This is a Federal News Network podcast. The White House is reviewing how agencies work with critical infrastructure companies on, you guessed it, cybersecurity. The new National Cyber Director's Office is leading this study. Federal News Network's Justin Doubleday has the story. And Justin, what exactly is the National Cyber Director's Office
1: looking at here? National Cyber Director Chris Inglis is doing a performance assessment of the sector risk management agencies that oversee different critical infrastructure sectors and their cybersecurity. And Inglis is reviewing essentially the resources, the roles and the responsibilities of each of these agencies and how they are doing in that cybersecurity oversight. And Inglis spoke at a March 30th meeting of CISA's Cybersecurity Advisory Committee about this. He talked about this review and what some of the goals are.
2: But we'll walk across each of the SRMAs. I think we'll discover that they have uneven performance. Some of them are operational, some of them are not. And then at the end of that, determine not simply an academic assessment, but kind of recommendations about what we do to get them all up to a level set in terms of their performance. And then I think in partnership with CISA, begin to do the exercises necessary so that we have the muscle memory necessary to inform, drive their performance forward.
0: And which agencies is Inglis concerned about here?
2: Well, there are a few different
1: sector risk management agencies that oversee the 16 designated critical infrastructure sectors. The Department of Energy, of course, oversees the energy sector. The Treasury Department oversees financial services. Health and Human Services oversees hospitals and, and critical health care facilities. The Environmental Protection Agency oversees the water sector, and and the water sector has been called out as actually a critical vulnerability in the nation's cybersecurity by the Cyber Solarium Commission. And then, of course, there's the Department of Homeland Security, and they oversee a few different sectors, the information technology sector, dams, uh, emergency services, so a few critical sectors there. And within DHS, the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency is a key player in all of this and working with all of these agencies on cybersecurity.
0: And what exactly is CISA doing here?
1: Well, CISA is, of course, getting a lot more authorities and resources to work with the private sector on cyber issues. Congress, of course, passed the cyber incident reporting requirements. They are now law. CISA has to go through rulemaking to make those an actual reality. And then the National Risk Management Center at CISA has been identifying a list of national critical functions And that kind of breaks down the 16 critical infrastructure sectors into actual functions like delivering power, running elections, things like that. They've done a lot of lists. They do a lot of work. Chris Inglis says that CISA is a partner on the study he's doing. It will actually be a key player in actually bringing the recommendations that come out of it to fruition. Candidly,
2: I think that what we've seen in the past is that the White House Not knowing that that is, in fact, a responsibility of CISA and that the ONCD should stand in and assist that execution, the White House has stood in and micromanaged that, I think, in a way that is well-intentioned but not helpful.
0: And that's a very Frank Chris Inglis, the National Cyber Director. We're speaking with Federal News Network's Justin Doubleday. And Justin, you're also reporting that Congress is working on a bill that's relevant to this whole discussion of cybersecurity oversight of critical infrastructure.
1: That's right. It's called the Systemically Important Critical Infrastructure Act. It was introduced last fall by a home, House Homeland Security Ranking Member John Katko. And it's a bill that would set up a process where CISO works with other agencies in industry to designate these critically important entities. And then the government would give those companies priority in terms of resources for cybersecurity services, for actual funding, because these companies are so important to the functioning of the country. And this was all based on a recommendation from the Cyber Solarium Commission. But there's some debate here around what should be required of those entities if they are so designated. And it breaks down along party lines a little bit. During a, a hearing last week, Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Protection Subcommittee Chairwoman Yvette Clark gave a summary of the position of some senior Democrats on the committee.
0: It is not enough to simply identify these most critical entities, nor is it consistent with what the Solarium Commission proposed. We need to be able to answer the question, what do these companies need to do as a result of their designation? And what does the federal government need to do for them. All right. A couple of fair questions. And what about the Republican view on this?
1: Well, subcommittee ranking member Andrew Garbarino says the goal should be to create stronger partnerships between industry and government. We must create the foundation for strong public-private collaboration without adding additional regulatory burdens for the industry.
0: All right. So that bill then is in debate at this point. And what are the prospects of it? How close is it to being actually solidified and voted on
1: well this this bill has a lot of support generally from from both sides and and as we just noted it looks like democrats would like to amend it in some form to add some level of requirements if a company is designated as critical infrastructure and it's important to note that the solarium commission did recommend that that designation not just come with the benefits but also come with some of the requirements for actually certifying the security, the cybersecurity of these companies. So as this bill moves forward, and I think it will, I think it's a big priority for both Democrats and Republicans on the House Homeland Security Committee, it'll be interesting to see whether it gets amended with any requirements for these entities.
0: Federal News Network's Justin Doubleday, thanks so much. Thank you, Tom. And be sure to check out his story at federalnewsnetwork.com.
2: Hello, and welcome to the Lessons in Leadership podcast. I'm your host, Shane Canfield, CEO of WEPA, and today I'm thrilled to be joined by Melissa Bradley, the founder and managing partner at 1863 Ventures, an investment company focused on bridging entrepreneurship and racial equity, and accelerating new majority entrepreneurs from high potential to high growth. Additionally, Melissa is co-founder of Venture backed Eureka, a community where small businesses gain unprecedented access As a company grows, WEPA is growing as well. And you are so spot on. We have, as as leaders, we have to let go and trust those people that work for us and empower them to do their job and then let them roll. And that's not always easy.
1: Helping your employees learn new cloud skills helps your business become more agile, more resilient, and more secure.
3: With Target's Red Card debit card, you'll save 5% every Target trip, on top of everyday low prices, in-store and online. Debit Red Card links from your existing bank account. Visit Target.com redcard to get all the details. Restrictions apply.